So today's message, sermon, is titled, New Year, New Me, Same Church. This sermon is going to be a sort of a call to action for the year of 2024 as it relates to our spiritual lives, as it relates to our life as uh, Christians, as our life as church members. As we think about a new year in our lives in the church, there are many things to consider. New Year's is often a time of reflection of the things that we do right and the things that we do wrong in the previous year. And I think most often we tend to, to kind of reflect on the things that we do wrong. Like, I eat too much. I, I'm speaking for myself here. I'm going to start eating healthy. That's what I'm going to start doing for the new year. I'm probably not. I'm, these are hypotheticals. <laughs> I don't exercise enough. I'm going to start working out. Well, I already exercise, but I don't eat right, so it really doesn't do anything. Uh, I do this thing or that thing that I don't want to do, and I'm going to stop doing it. And yeah, that you know, by February 1st, that's over with. But These things might all be true, and it's okay to have these thoughts, but we don't often dwell on the good. What did did I do over the last year that was good? Or what did we as a group of of believers do that were good? So this morning, I want to speak a little bit about uh, some of the things that have happened at Bellevue Baptist Church over the last year. Uh, Well, for me, it's only been six months, but uh, I want to talk about some of the good things that have happened over the last year and over the last 100 years here at Bellevue Baptist Church. I had lunch with a man named, what was his name? Michael Cobble. Uh, He works for the Kentucky Baptist Convention, and he gave me this piece of paper uh, to kind of discuss where our money goes. Uh, This is going to feel a little businessy for a second, but it's important to understand these things. And I kind of want to just read uh, some of these some of these numbers and just let let this stuff sink in. So. For 22-23 fiscal year, Bellevue Baptist Church gave the Kentucky Baptist Convention $32,605. Now, I want to have a little bit of fun with this this morning. I'm going to say that number again, and you're all going to hold your chest, and you're going to grasp, uh, gasp real big when I say the number. And then Dale is going to stand up. You don't have to stand up. And then Dale's going to say, where does all that money go? Okay, so... For 22-23, Bellevue Baptist Church gave the Kentucky Baptist Convention $32,605. You didn't say anything. What, what did he say? Well, well, I'm glad you asked, Dale, because I've got it on this piece of paper right here. Okay, so... I'm going, to break, I'm going to tell you some of these numbers, and, and this isn't meant to bore you to death. This is meant to be exciting because this is your all's money. It's our money. This is money that we give, and this is where the money goes. So, And I'm going to round. I'm not going down to dollars and cents. But $7,000 went to the, to the out of the $32,000. Some of it went to the Southern Baptist Convention. Some of it went to Kentucky Baptist agencies and institutions. And some of it went to the Kentucky Baptist Convention Mission Board. And all this together is the cooperative program. So... $7,000 went to the International Mission Board, which sponsors 3,650 mission, missionaries, 21,000 church plants, and 102,000 baptisms. $3,300 went to the North American Mission Board, which sponsors 10,000 church plants since 2010, 6,000 missionaries and chaplains. And our good friend Jared Davis would fall into this category, North American Mission Board. So some of this money is helping people like Jared. went to Southern Baptist Seminaries, which includes 25,000 students preparing to serve churches or be missionaries. Uh, 
$240 went to Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I don't know what that is. $440 went to SBC Operating Budget. And then $1,100 went to Clear Creek Baptist Bible College, uh, which uh, supplies ministry training for 130 students. Uh, Oneida Baptist Institute, we gave $860, which includes Christian education for 200 students. And that means that local, local students get to attend for free. $790 went to Women's Missionary Union, which uh, provides mission, missions education, Kentucky Changers, evangelism, and BCM funding. $700 went to Sunrise Children's Services, which is orphan and foster care for 2,000 Kentucky children. And I've been to some of their facilities, and uh, they do a really good job at Sunrise Children's Services. $600 went to Kentucky Baptist Assemblies, which is uh, crossings camps, which we all know about. $440 went to the Kentucky Baptist Foundation. $10 went to Baptist Healthcare Systems. In the Kentucky Baptist Convention Mission Board, $1,400 went to Missions Mobilization, uh, which includes 35,000 volunteer hours, refugee ministries, and mission strategists. $3,000 went to evangelism and church planning, which includes campus ministries like uh, BCN, what do they call them now? They call them something, something different, but it's Baptist student unions at like NKU and UK and things like that. $4,200 went to executive office team and $500 went to the general convention operation. So I just wanted to share, sometimes uh, we see these numbers and we think, my gosh, $32,600, that's a lot of money. Where does where is all that money go? Well, this is where it goes. And I don't see anything on this list that's not God glorifying. So this is good news. When I first arrived here and I looked at the, uh, the church budget, I saw this number and I was like, Wait, that's a lot of money. What are we doing? And but now that I understand what it's for and where it goes and to who it goes, and as I've gotten to know know some of these Kentucky Baptist fellows, um, I really think that this is a this is a great thing that we give so much money. Also included on this sheet that Michael Cobble gave were some statistics specific to Bellevue Baptist Church. And one of the statistics is how many baptisms have happened here since 1980? Does anybody want to guess how many baptisms have happened here since 1980? No. <laughs> You're just a little off. Anna Bottom, how many? Oh, now you're just being silly. 576 baptisms have happened here since 1980, and I'm sure that number is not totally accurate, but that is... That is a good number. That, that would average out to be about 13 per year. There have been 403 new members reported since 1980. And since, not, here's a big number for you, uh, Isaac. Since 1928, we have given, how much money do you think we've given the cooperative program since 1928? James, you have any guess? Go ahead and guess, boys. Too long. James, too slow. I thought you'd get closer than that. Let me let me get the note. Nope. $886,500 has gone to the cooperative program out of this building since 1928. That's a lot of money. And that's good. That's good. That's that's a good thing to celebrate. So new year, new me, not in our case. We want to be the same church. We want to continue giving generously so that the gospel advances to the ends of the earth. And we want to continue to follow Jesus radically. Now, aside from our giving, in what ways can we continue to follow Jesus radically? I'm going to tell you. 
I've come up with five ways, and there's many ways that we can follow Jesus radically, but I just thought of five simple ways that we can follow Jesus radically as a church, and they're not complicated, they're quite simple. Do you all have that list? Pop that right on up there. There you go. Number one is to show up consistently. So to follow Jesus radically, the first thing we must do is show up. Show up on Sunday mornings, and don't just show up, get involved somehow. Serve someone somehow while you are in this building. Serve in the children's ministry if you're a member here. I'm sure the people that work with the children would appreciate some help. Am I, are there any amens out there on that one? Yep. So if you're a member here, you are welcome to serve in the children's ministry. Pray with someone while you're here. We, we all have needs, spiritual needs, physical needs, emotional needs, financial needs. We all have needs. So Pray with someone while you're here. Join the choir. James, how many people were in the cantata? 38. How many people do you want in the cantata? Well, we got 45 <laughs> Join the choir. See? That's, that's showing up and getting involved. Come to Sunday school. Come to Wednesday nights. I know I sound like a broken record. I keep talking about Sunday school and Wednesday nights, but Sunday school and Wednesday nights are the time that we come together and we get to hear people other than me, which is a great blessing because I get tired of hearing myself. I know you all probably, it's only been six months, you're probably thinking, when do we, when's he going to hush? But when you come on Sunday morning uh, to Sunday school or Wednesday nights, you get to hear other people's hearts, other people, the way other people analyze Scripture, and, that, and, and that's exciting to me. It's exciting to me. I hope it's exciting to everybody else. Let's see what else we have here showing up. We need to show up. Number two. We can continue to follow Jesus radically by inviting our friends and family to church. How does our giving increase? How do our baptisms increase? How does our church membership increase? Are all these things increase when more people show up? Okay, And these aren't trivial markers of church health. These are kingdom, impactful uh, relationships that we're building. These aren't just, we're not just trying to fill seats for the sake of uh, 400 people being here. We're trying to fill seats so that we see people saved, so that we see people baptized, so that we're able to give $50,000 to the cooperative, cooperative program next year, or or whatever the whatever our desires are. These are not. We're not just trying to fill seats so that uh, more people will be here. We want more people to be in relationship with Jesus. That's the that's the focus. So, invite your friends and your neighbors to join us here at church. But first, invite them. To relationship with Jesus. When you don't, evangelism is not, hey, come to church. Evangelism is, hey, come to Jesus. So keep that, keep that at the forefront of your mind. Church is, church attendance is secondary. Relationship with Jesus is primary. So number three, we can continue to follow Jesus radically by sharing the gospel with people that we encounter. And this is sort of like number two, but we all have people in our life. We have co-workers, we have neighbors, we have other family members that don't know Jesus. Um, we know scripturally, scripturally that not all people know Jesus. And we, if we're saved, we are God's chosen people. And He chose us for a reason. And that reason is to share Him with other people. So we need to be doing that at home, at work, at the gym, in the sauna at the gym, which I'm doing a lot better with that, guys. I'm not going to share any about that right now because talk about that. Don't amen me, James. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. At the gym, at the grocery store, in Bellevue, in Burlington, in Hebron, in Covington, in Cincinnati, in Longreach, Australia, and in Arusha, Tanzania, and anywhere else that we decide to go. 
And I'm sure that you all have, if you've not learned anything about me yet, you've probably learned in the last six months that I don't want to be a church that just stays down here in Bellevue Bottoms. I want to be a church that goes places. And if somebody comes up to me and says, preacher, I want to go to Iceland. I will do, I want to go to Iceland to share Jesus with folks. I'll do whatever I can to get you there and I'll do whatever I can to keep you there. So keep that in mind. And if you, if you come to me and you say, preacher, I want to know what's going on in Africa. I want to see what God's doing in Africa. I will do whatever I can to get you there. I'll probably get on the plane with you and go. We'll raise money somehow and we'll go. So what? Pipe down, Junior. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Josh, I didn't give you this, so don't panic. Jesus came and told His disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This command is not only for IMB missionaries. This command is for all of us. We are to go and make disciples. If we are believers, we are to go and make disciples. We're to go outside of the walls of this church. We're to go inside of the walls of this church and make disciples. We're to go to all those places I listed a minute ago. Covington, Burlington, Hebron, everywhere. We're to go. So share the gospel with people that you encounter and be adventurous with this opportunity. If God tells us to go everywhere with the gospel, I see this as an all-access traveling pass to go anywhere that we feel that God is leading us to go um, with the gospel, and that's good news. Number four, we can continue following Jesus radically by keeping by. Let's start over. Keep taking steps of obedience. That's how we can continue to follow Jesus radically, and this can mean so many different things uh, depending on where you are in your in your walk with Jesus. It can mean that you would be baptized. It can mean that you would join your first Bible study. It could mean that you would lead your first Bible study. It could mean that you maybe stop leading a Bible study to focus on a different area of ministry. It could mean that you dedicate a certain amount of time to daily prayer for lost people in your life. It can mean that you sign up to take a theological class of some sort. This could mean that you could starve yourself of your sin nature, and we should all be doing this. We all have sin in our life. Uh, a step of obedience is to get sin out of our lives, so we all need to be doing that one. It could mean that we could learn a new language so that we could share the gospel with foreigners that we know. It could mean that we could learn a foreign language so that we could become a missionary in the field somewhere. It could mean that we could choose a family member to disciple. And it can mean that we could patiently endure whatever situation that we are in. And we talked about that this morning in uh, John's study, that sometimes we know God's doing something in our life, but we don't know what, so we just kind of have to be patient and just wait. We don't want to sit around, sit on our hands and do nothing, but we, sometimes we have to endure things that we don't want to endure for the sake of godliness. So um, maybe that's your step of obedience, just to patiently endure. And steps of obedience in the eyes of God look different in all of our lives. So let's not spend the first month of the new year, um, let's not spend it on the treadmill. If you need to get on the treadmill, go ahead and do that. But let's focus more on these spiritual, these spiritual things that are going to keep us in step with the Lord and keep us moving um, to run the race well. We need to focus on these spiritual steps of obedience in our life. 
And number five, we can continue following Jesus radically by running the race until the end. Don't lose focus of walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus is a lifestyle. It's a commitment and it's a lifelong commitment. Don't lose focus on this commitment to Christ. And I was blessed to go to uh, Rodney's mother's funeral the other day, Betty Lou Collins, that was Friday night, and his brother Richard, Smell, how did he, tell us the story right quick. Where does Smell come from? Y'all have lots of nicknames. Okay. Okay. I'm going to call him Richard. (laughs) So Richard, he delivered a great message about his mother's walk with Jesus, and he said that she ran the race until the end, and he compared it to uh, the same way Paul told Timothy in the book of 2 Timothy. Paul, Paul said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I love Paul's confidence that there's no doubt in his mind that he ran the race well. And how did he know that? Well, it was because he was writing this from prison, because he had been persecuted for his belief in Jesus. So he knows, well, I obviously believe they've thrown me in jail. I'm doing everything I can in my life. I'm going to be killed here in a little while because of my faith. I have run this race very well. So we want to look back at the end of our life and know we have run the, run the race well and fought the good fight. We can keep our focus and stay committed to Christ by doing these first four things over and over. Show up consistently, invite our friends and family to church, share the gospel with people that we encounter, and keep taking steps of obedience. Be in the Word. Uh, sing the songs at church. I don't know all these songs that we sing, but I look at the screen. We join the choir so I can learn them better. And to please James, he wants 45. This is a sales pitch for the choir. But these are all steps of obedience. Sing the songs. Pray prayers with people. Read in the Word. Try to, try to understand it for yourself. We've seen many, many great steps of obedience happen here in the last six months. We've seen Colson Hegner be baptized and join the church. We've seen C.C. Casper be baptized and join the church. We've seen Tucker Rowland be baptized and join the church, and his mother Joy and his brother Tanner have also joined the church. We've seen Tyrus, Tyrus Rash be baptized and join the church. And this joke, the, the punchline for this joke, I don't see him in the crowd, but Myra and Reeves have been fruitful and multiplied, and they will be welcoming another son in 2024. That is a step of obedience. Y'all are supposed to laugh at that. We've seen John Smiley be baptized and join the church. We've seen Parker Hayden be baptized and join the church. Lauren Anderson has joined the church. And we've seen Jackson House be baptized and join the church. And I just say these things as these are all faithful steps of obedience in the life of believers that we get to see with our eyes. We don't get to see all, all things. We don't get to see people... Uh, turn from certain sins in their life. Those are steps of obedience too. When we turn from sin and turn towards God, we don't know everybody's dirty little secrets in here and we don't need to, but that's a step of obedience all the same. We're laying down our selfish desires to turn towards the Lord and that is a great celebration as well. We've had new families arrive at the church. We had a radically successful VBS this summer and there have been there have been many fruitful conversations about repentance and turning from our sin and turning towards God. So, These are all great things that are happening at Bellevue Baptist. So 
As we move on into 2024, we don't want to try to work against the Holy Spirit and do a whole bunch of elaborate, uh, new, trendy things. James, we don't need fog machines, I don't reckon. We don't need, uh, we don't need new light rig hanging from the thing and, and all that. We just need to take slow, steady, faithful, obedient, godly, kingdom-oriented steps, just one after the other, one after the other, and patiently endure uh, things. When things aren't going our way, don't get your Kleenexes out and cry about it. Patiently endure. God's got you in, in a place for a reason, so just be patient with it. We don't, wanna, we, don't wanna, we don't want to try to create some sort of, you know, it's a new year, we got to do new things as a church. We need to just stick to the book, stick to the book, stick to following Jesus, and He'll lead us where He wants us to go. In the book of Matthew, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And Jesus' words here offer peace that I see is very slow and steady peace. He tells us that He will give us rest, and He doesn't want us to be on edge or to be rushed with things. He's gentle and lowly in heart, and if we follow Him, He will give us rest for our souls. Rest forever for our souls. Not right now. That does include right now, but it includes eternity. His yoke is easy, which means He's not going to yank us around. Remember, on a one Wednesday night here, we talked about a yoke. It's like a, it's a farming tool. It's a it's a livestock tool to keep, uh, you know, an ox will put they put a, a yoke around an ox's neck to guide a wagon or whatever. So Jesus says, uh, his yoke is easy, which means he's not going to pull us around, and his burden is light. It is not heavy, and all of this is good news from the God that we serve. Now, do you all remember a few months ago? We had a special prayer time where a couple people came up here and we prayed a couple prayer points. And when we did that, I thought to myself, man, that, I, I really enjoyed that because, again, it's not me talking. I get tired of hearing myself. It was neat to hear other people's prayers for the church. And I thought we should do that a couple times a year. And New Year's seems like probably the best time to do that because we, even though I say we're not going to change a bunch of things and do a bunch of things different, we need, to, we need to be reminded and maybe maybe hit a reset button if we're not, if we haven't been so obedient or we haven't been following in a way that uh, is glorifying, we can hit that reset button. It's, it's just sort of a reminder to us. So um, I want to do that again this morning. I've asked a handful of people to come up here. Last time we did 10 and that was probably too many. We're just going to do five today. So if I've asked you to volunteer, or if I volunteered you to do that, then please come sit up here and I'll, uh, I'll get us started in that. So we're, we've got five prayer points and we're going to read. We're going to read our prayer point and then we're going to pray our prayer point. And after you pray, Lauren, you're up. After you pray your, your prayer point, you can just go sit back where you're at. Yeah. Is this mic hot? Mic check. There you go. That a culture of discipling would form in which making disciples is viewed as an ordinary part of the Christian life. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray that you just come into our hearts as we go into this new year and we can 
disciple and be discipled and, and not have fear or doubt when that creeps in on us when we're about to disciple. I just pray for those opportunities each day that you can make them open and aware to us and, and we go into them without fear and just share your truth with others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. that transparent, meaningful relationships would become normal and remaining anonymous, strange. Heavenly Father, please lead God and direct us, encourage us to seek out and help those who are in need. Ask how they're doing and attempt to help. Don't let us hide in the shadows and uh, shy away from being a, a, a light of your love and all these things we ask in your name amen that the church's songs would teach members to biblically confess lament and praise let's play dear heavenly father thank you so much for this music in this church and how much it means to me in this congregation i want to start by thanking you for all the people who've come up with their talents and, and their songs and their voices and their instruments and praise and worship you it means so much to me and it has so much power i think in, in praising your name and worshiping you and i think i see great things coming up next year for this church and i pray that uh i want to ask you that we continue to see more people rise up and pick up instruments and pick up the microphone and, and sing and, and praise and, and worship your name and, and song. And I pray that uh, 2024 is a big year for the music here at Bellevue Baptist Church and we can continue uh, in what we've done so far this year in your name. Amen. That giving would be faithful as well as joyful consistent and sacrificial. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the blessings you give us. And Lord, we pray that we will uh, be consistent, that we will be faithful and we will give joyfully. And we, because we know it all comes from you, we know that you provide each and everything. Lord, we, we know that it's not just, we're not just talking about money, Lord. We're talking about our time and our talents and all the abilities that you've given us. Help us each to examine who we are who we are in you, uh, what our talents are. Help us to stay in our zone and, and uh, to be who we are, to be truthful and faithful to you and, and ourselves, but to minister to others uh, with what you've given us, Lord. You've given us all the ability to do different things. And Lord, we know all the things that Tank has talked about today, that the challenges for the new year, uh, the challenges to give, and all the things that we've put together here, Lord, that we know without your strength, without your love, without your grace, without your Holy Spirit living within us, we can accomplish none of these things, Lord. So may your spirit be in us. May we grow closer to you. May we grow wiser in you. May we uh, seek you more in our lives, seek your direction more. Uh, and as he talks about praying for each other, Lord, I pray that we will do that. I pray that we will, when someone says they have a need, well then let's pray, Lord, let's do that. Let's encourage each other and strengthen each other. And Lord, we are thankful when I hear of all the folks that he mentioned who have been saved and those who have uh, 
coming to the fellowship here just in the last six months practically, Lord. We just praise you for each and every one of them. We thank you that your spirit is moving here and touching the hearts of those who do not know you and that you're also strengthening each and every one of us to draw closer to you through your spirit. Just bless us to be givers. Just help us to give all that we have uh, and be willing to fight the fight and run the race and continue on. It's your son's name we pray, amen. The preaching of God's word that it would be biblically careful and filled with the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I just pray that the preaching here is filled with the Spirit and that, that you give me the knowledge that I need and the wisdom that I need to say what needs to be said to the people here and that the people would be grace-filled listening to it and mercy-filled listening to it as, I, as I'm just getting started in preaching. Um, and I just pray that... I pray that... That the, that the preaching here and the words spoken, not only by me, but out of all of our mouths are, are God-glorifying and kingdom-oriented things and, and all the things that we say lead people to Jesus and not away from Jesus. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as we move into 2024, we want to we continue focusing on being a biblical church. We're, do, we're doing a good job, job of that. We're, we're, we need to be a church where we sing biblical songs. We need to be a church where we pray biblical prayers. We need to be a church where we love each other biblically. Biblically gets hard to say if you say it several times. Where we fight sin biblically. Where we share the gospel biblically. And where we follow Jesus biblically. And we don't just want these things to be a Sunday morning occurrence. We want these things to be a daily occurrence in our life in our life and a lifelong uh, occurrence in our life. So at the end of our lives, whenever that day is, we don't know when it'll be, we can look up in our, in our final moments and we can think, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. What a wonderful thing to be able to think and pray to God at the end of your life to, to say, I have fought the good fight, Lord. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now let me see you face to face. That, that, what a wonderful celebration of life. It was, it, was a, it was an amazing thing to be a part of that. I wasn't a part of it, but to be present at that funeral, to hear the testimony of uh, Mother Bear, right? We're, we're going on nicknames here. I'm a nickname man myself. So uh, your youngest brother said, you fit right in around here. You've got a nickname. Or I, th I think it was him. But to look at, at the end of your life, if, you, if you're able to analyze your life, to look back on it and think, I fought the good fight. That is a wonderful and to have other people say that about you, that it was so evident in your life that other people would also notice it and say it about you is a, is a wonderful thing. So let's continue living for Jesus today. If you haven't started yet, make today the first day that you do start. Begin today. It's a great race to join, so jump in. And, and there's five easy ways. These aren't the only ways, but show up. Show up consistently. Invite your friends and family to, to follow Jesus and join us here at the church. Share the gospel with people everywhere you go, at the grocery store, wherever you go eat lunch today, uh, at work tomorrow. Nobody's working tomorrow probably. At work Tuesday, share the gospel. Keep taking steps of obedience and run the race until the end because these things are pleasing to the Lord. So let's either start doing these things in 2024 or let's continue to do them in 2024. Now you're still welcome to hit the treadmill 
you're still welcome to put down the little Debbies and all that. We all know February 1st, you're going to pick them right back up and you're going to think, oh, what a failure I am. I didn't go to the gym February 1 and I'm sitting here shoveling Twinkies down my throat. But do these things. This is what the Lord doesn't care about your pudgy little belly. He cares about your faithfulness. Okay, so let's be faithful to the Lord in everything that we do. And life is short here. It, we, we see that. We see that. We all know people. Betty Lou lived to be, what, 95? And I'm sure as you look back on the amount of time that you got to spend with her, it felt like that. But when you look back on a life like hers, where she was faithfully obedient, this was a grand celebration. Death is a great celebration for a believer because we finally get to go home. This is not our home. Earth is not our home. Heaven is our home. And when we follow Jesus, we get to see Him face to face when we do depart from this earth. So live for Jesus. If you're not doing it yet, start now. Start now. 2024. New year. New year, new me. You know, that's what we do. New year, new me. I don't like it, but New Year, just give me, a, give me a vibrant desire to follow Jesus and maybe in ways that I haven't yet done. Give me, give me uh, encouragement, Lord. Give me encouragement to, to step out in faith and share the gospel with somebody uh, in a radical way. And you might see them come to faith in that moment if you open your mouth and share the gospel. So hit the treadmill, put the Twinkies down, but keep doing these Focus on these spiritual things rather than your own physical, selfish vanity. We, we see in the book of Ecclesiastes that vanity is everywhere. So and it, and it really does nothing if we're not following God. So let's follow God in 2024. OK, let's make that the focus of our new year is that I want to live this year and the rest of my years following Jesus in radical ways. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that. 2024 is a vibrant year in this church, not only in Bellevue Baptist Church, but the church of Jesus Christ, that we get to see many salvations across this county and uh, this country and this world, that people would come to know you and that uh, we all know that the world would be a better place if everybody followed you. And I just pray that uh, we take steps of obedience, whether it be baptism or uh, praying with people or uh reading reading the word on our own time if we're not already doing that we need to be doing that and fighting sin these are all steps of obedience these are faithful things that you call us to do and i pray that we are a church that that gives radically and goes places and shares the gospel uh, around our neighborhood and around our state and around our country and around the world that we make disciples that make disciples that make disciples because that's our sole purpose on this earth is to make disciples. We need to open our mouths and share the gospel so that people will come to know the Jesus that has saved us and that will save us. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.